The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 188 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Atlanta Hawks beat the San Antonio Spurs by a score of 109-99. to The Hawks were led by Trey Young once again, who got us earlier in the year. Trey Young had 36 points. 13 assists, 6 rebounds, nailed 6 trays, and hit 1 from almost half court. Pretty impressive showing by that guy. I know he's one of Drew's favorites that are non-Spurs, and uh, every time I watch him play the Spurs, I get more and more confirmed that he is one of the game's best players. Really great performance by him. After a slow first half, a really, really slow, down-negative first half, the Spurs had a Really good second half. And so it was a tale of two halves in this one, as is the case for the Spurs. Drew, what were your thoughts about yeah, this game? Yeah, you covered a lot of the stuff. I mean, Trey Young, at going to the half, the Spurs had 34 points, while Trey Young had 29. <laughs> he was almost outscoring us to the first, after the first quarter, he was outscoring us. He's one of the best three-point shooters and one of the best passers in this league. But the, the second half was one of our best halves of the year, like you said, um, 26 points for Wimby in the second half, one of his best second halves of the year. So really proud of our fight. Even though we didn't win, we almost attempt, We almost had one of the best comebacks in a long time. Yeah, and it was Martin Luther King Day, and obviously DeJounte Murray and uh, Greg Popovich did some salutes for Martin Luther King Day. DeJounte Murray, former San Antonio Spur, has been mentioned in some trades, not only to the Spurs, but to other teams around the league. So is Trey a little yep, bit? Trey a little bit, and uh, we'll get to that later in the episode. There's a question about that. That drops the record to 7-32 and overall in the season for the Spurs and improves the Atlanta Hawks to 16-23 and overall. We're going to listen to some words from Victor Wembanyama after this one, who was benched at the start of the second half for maybe not showing effort. There was a lot of guys that were benched at the start of the second half by Pop, but obviously it made a difference as the half went on. Here's Vic. What was, uh, what was the message at halftime, basically? And then what led to, to you guys kind of sitting in the, the second half? Um, the message, you know, was strong and obvious, you know, by Pop. He said, we, you know, we're being, I uh, can't remember the word he used, like embarrassed, kind of, you know? And uh, it seemed like it's embarrassing. We had probably the worst first half we've had in, uh, so far, and you know he. This is also the why he he changed the starting lineup in the second half. He wanted to you know to to put players he could trust to give 100 percent on the court and to kind of show us also the regular starters, you know, how how we should have been, you know, starting the game. And I appreciate also that he put Jeremy in the, you know in the in the starting lineup because he. He's been bringing just the energy all game, you know, and it's, he's been our, our example tonight. It seemed like the, the bench from the first turnover after you guys came off was like benches up clapping. There was a different yeah. energy once you guys oh, yeah. back out there. So, I mean, clearly it worked, right? Yeah, of course. I also thought we were sometimes on the bench a little quiet, you know. 
Did he uh, pop say it as nice as you made it up? <laughs> it's nice that we? Did he make it as, say it as nice as you said it to you guys at halftime? Oh, hell no. All right, so you know that uh, Vic's got a little politician in him, which is awesome. He wants to represent the, the team really well, and that's kind of one of his trademarks. But Really, it did. Popovich knows how to pull the strings, and he apparently did because that second half was a lot of fun to watch after that first half. We almost shut it off, and every time I'd shut off the TV, Drew would say, hey, they'd start getting a lot closer. And then we started watching it locked in, and it was a really, really good uh, second half. Let's get into our top two, bottom two. Drew, who do you got? Yeah, number one on my top two list, I want Victor Wibinyama. Another great game. No points in the first half. But finishing with 26 points in only 27 minutes, and really only 13 in the second half. But he had 26 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 5 blocks, shooting 12 of 18 from the field in 27 minutes. I believe he had 9 dunks in this game too. I thought that was pretty impressive, but that's great. Number 2 on my top 2 list is Julian Champagne. He had 15 points and knocked down five threes. Really liked his shot. Um, he got a lot of open looks, and he made the best out of them. So he's number two on my top two list. Okay, well, I also had Vic, and I would have never thought that after the first half when he had zero points. But after he had 26 points in the second half, it was a show. I mean, Vic put on a show last night or yesterday afternoon. And uh, anyway, the 26 and 13 got him there for me. My number two on my top two, um, and, and Vic mentioned him, but Jeremy Sohan, he had 23 points, eight boards, four assists, knocked down two threes, uh, two steals, two blocks, full stat line for Sohan, and that's why I like him. He brings the energy, brings the motor every night, and uh, this was no different. So that's my top two. Let's get into the bottom two, Drew. Yeah, so we had some rough games on the bottom two. Number two, number one, number two on my bottom two list, I went with Keldon Johnson. He could not get anything going with only five points, shooting the ball 1 of 11 from the field and 0 of 5 from the three-point line. To make things worse, he also had five turnovers. I will say he had a clutch and one, um, getting his own rebound and putting it back up, but he didn't do enough 1 of 11. He's number two on my bottom two. Number one on my bottom two list is Devin Vassell. The second night in a row where his shot wasn't there, 0 of 5 from the three-point line and 2 of 11 for the field. That is my bottom two. Yeah, and I'm just going to chip in with uh, Drew's deal about Kelvin. That was his only basket of the game, that and one that he had. It was good. It was No, it was great. It was great energy. He looked like he had a little chip on his shoulder. But I also had the same bottom two, and it doesn't really matter the order. Um, Drew did a flip on us by doing them in reverse order, but – my number one was Keldon, and my number two was Devin Vassell. So that's my bottom two. And, uh, you know, those two guys are your prime time. I mean, really, except for Vic, they're your veterans on this young Spurs team. They have to come with it a lot better than that, a lot better than having nine points combined and three of 22 shooting between both of them. So that's why they were on the bottom two. All right, that brings the Spurs season standings. We're now in the league. We're still sitting there. Uh, tied for second worst record in the NBA. Your worst record still goes to the Detroit Pistons at four and thirty-six, but we're tied with the Washington Wizards at seven and thirty-two, uh, one game ahead of the Charlotte Hornets or or behind, the, however you want to look at it. But uh, that's where the standing set. Now it's time for the question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to five one two five four zero one six two six. 
Tonight's question comes from David in Fayetteville, Arkansas. David's question was, I've seen rumors of Trey Young getting traded to the Spurs on social media quite a bit. What do you guys think the likelihood of this trade happening? I know we talked about DeJounte last time, but let's talk about Trey. I'm going to turn that over to you, Drew. Yeah, so I have been hearing rumors about this, but I don't think that's very likely to happen. I mean, the Hawks are probably going to be asking for a lot. Possibly three first-round picks and a little bit more assets because for DeJounte Murray, they've already made this clear that they're asking for two first-rounders. They're not getting anybody to take that. So do I think... I don't. I don't really think he's going to get traded to the Spurs. What do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I think it's smoke and mirrors, like a lot of social media stuff is. Is a lot of people just like they get bored and they try to stir stuff up. I don't think that's anywhere close to happening. Um, not that I'm saying that Trey Young won't get traded. I just do not think it's going to be the Spurs. I mean, he did say he would be welcome. Oh well, everybody. There's not a player in the NBA that wouldn't want to play next to Victor Wembanyama. So I, I don't mean, think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but I don't think it's probable in my opinion. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, the trade deadline's February 8th, if I'm not mistaken, so we got a few more weeks before that if something's going to happen. I'd be shocked to see the Spurs do anything. I think we're in a good position for a top-five draft pick and probably two top-ten draft picks coming up in this draft, and I think that's the way the, the Spurs want to build it. But, uh, well, I don't know. I've been wrong before, so I was wrong the year uh, Derek White got traded, and uh, I was wrong when DeJounte Murray got traded. So we'll see how it goes, but... Uh, um, nothing's off the table, but I, I don't really see it likely. Thanks for your question, David. All right, now it's time for this day in Spurs history, Drew. Yeah, so we're going to head back to January 15th, 1995, in a very close loss for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't do a lot of losses, but we lost this game 108-103. to The reason why I picked this game was David Robinson's domination on January 15th. He had 43 points, 17 rebounds, Three steals and three blocks, and they still lost the game. That's kind of like Wimby, just not that many points. We also had Avery Johnson with 11 points, four rebounds, seven assists. And we had Chuck Person with seven points. And I wanted to point out, Dave Robinson's very good on January 15th. He averages 22 points, 11 rebounds, and three blocks. Even though he lost his game, he's great on that day. That is this day in Spurs history. All right, that's a good one. I like the the day stats of uh, Dave Rums. That's kind of interesting to see a player and how they land on that one day. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game, and this one doesn't get any easier for the Spurs. They are actually going on the road to play the team with the best record in the NBA, the Boston Celtics in Boston. The Celtics have a 31-9 record. Drew, what can you tell us about Boston? Yeah, in my opinion, I think the Celtics have one of the best rosters in the league by far. I think it's the best. Just a lot, a lot of players that are can give you buckets. Their leading scorer is Jason Tatum, who's averaging 27 points and 8 rebounds. Jalen Brown's averaging 23 points, 5 rebounds. Porzingis has been a great addition, 19 points with 5 rebounds. Derek White with 15 points, 3 rebounds. Drew Holiday, Peyton Pritchard, Al Horford, Luke Cornett, just a lot of guys, and I think the Celtics are going to handle this pretty well. Yeah, the Vegas line just came out this afternoon, actually, and they Vegas has the Celtics winning by 15.5, 15.5. Um, 
I think I actually had this written down before I saw that that line. I've got the Celtics winning this game by 22. And my player to go off is going to be Jeremy Sohan. I really liked his effort in the last one. I think he's a road warrior. And I think, you know, even though the Spurs maybe as a team aren't the, the best road warriors, I think he'll come with it uh, tomorrow night in, in Boston. Drew, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the Celtics to win, but I don't think it's going to be by that much. I think the Celtics win this game by seven points. We haven't gotten blown out in a long time, and I hope that doesn't change. So I'm going to take the Celtics by seven. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are almost to the halfway point in the season. We actually, this is, uh, that's going to be game 40 for them. Game 41 is the halfway point, which will be the, uh, <laughs> we go from Boston to play the Denver Nuggets after that. So oh. that's going to give us a nice screeching halt to the halfway point with these two, two uh, probably two of the top four teams in the NBA coming up against us this week. Drew, would you take us home? Yeah, thank you everybody for wa- listening. And always, go Spurs, go!